Hi, everybody. I'm Ralph Benmergi. Welcome to Yehokitsville. Um, I shall say briefly, since we're just starting these podcasts, that Yehokitsville isn't what you think. It's not the middle of nowhere. It's the big city. It's the big destination. That's what it was originally meant to be, that you went from a small shtetl to Kiev, the Yehopitzville, the place that you couldn't understand that was just so far away. These days we say Yehopitzville is, you know, the sticks, as they say. Well, it's not the sticks. And there's a lot of Jewish vibrant life all across this country that happens. We're going to explore that life and talk to people who live it right here on this podcast. Uh, today, we're going to talk to somebody who I know because we both went through spiritual direction training together. It's called Hashba'ah, and it was at the Aleph Ordination Program in the United States. He's an American. I'm a Canadian. I don't hold that against him. But he's a lovely, lovely man. Gabriel Strauss is his name. And he has an interesting journey that he's going to share with you from Berkeley, California, actually from Rhode Island, to Berkeley, California, had the good sense to marry a Canadian woman and moved to Guelph and now lives in Nelson, British Columbia. We're gonna talk about that Jewish experience that he's had right here. So we meet again, my friend, we meet again. <laughs> All right, so where are you from originally, as they say? Yeah, so I grew up in uh, a, a small town, well, uh, called Providence, Rhode Island, uh, and, and the smallest uh, state in the U.S. And what kind of a Jewish population was there in Providence? There's a pretty large uh, Jewish community there. Uh, I grew up in the actually in the Orthodox community, and we had three different shuls, um, synagogues that uh, that were active. Really, three different Orthodox synagogues in Providence. In Orthodox synagogues. That's right. All right. So you weren't alone. So how would you describe your, it sounds to me like you had a, a strong sense of Jewish identity. Yes, absolutely. Very strong. Um, and a healthy sense of Jewish identity. You know, that's a, that's a good, a good question. Um, it, it definitely has shifted from, from my upbringing in the Orthodox world to, to now what I would call more of a renewal and progressive Jewish perspective and lens. So you had a journey from from the Orthodox to what we do, which is Jewish renewal, which involves all kinds of elements, Hasidic elements and uh, even Eastern philosophy elements and progressive Jewish reconstructionist elements. So all of that, right? That's right. Yes, it's been quite a journey. I, I assume you did the, the, the right thing and you married a Canadian girl. <laughs> and first place you moved to, where, where did you move to first in Canada? So we first moved to to uh, to to Guelph. Uh, yeah, we 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 wanted to be closer to family. We had a we had a, a one year old, and um, Berkeley was was really intense. Um, and uh, we wanted to be we wanted to be closer to family to to raise our daughter um, closer to 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 my wife's family, which is all in Toronto. So we didn't want to be in Toronto. Because that was that was that was too too much for us. Uh, so so we found we found this we found Guelph, which felt like a a, a good in between spot. It was it was outside the city, um, but had had a little bit more of a kind of crunchy vibe to it. 
and yeah. um, we could go and, and visit the, the relatives and have, have uh, her mom come out and visit us. I moved from Toronto six years ago. It's, it's my hometown, but I moved from Toronto. Uh, and at the time I had to make a decision or we had to make a decision between moving to Guelph or moving to Hamilton, where I live now. But for me, one of the biggest parts of that decision was what kind of a Jewish community, how many Jews are there in each of those places? Now, Hamilton has 5,100 Jews and three synagogues, one for each Ashkenazi denomination of synagogue. Guelph has one synagogue that kind of functions. Yes. You chose the one, a, a town that did not have a vibrant Jewish cultural experience for you. Were there any reservations about that? Well, it's it's interesting. Yeah, we we you know before we chose Guelph, I did a I did a tour around with my friend Jeff Brown, and we drove around. We went. We were we checked out Hamilton. I met the rabbi there. We we looked at uh, Dundas as as a possibility, mm. and we went through Guelph. Guelph wasn't even really on the map. It's interesting, but uh, yeah, we were checking out these different places. W- was was Judaism and the Jewish? It, w- it was important to 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 see what kind of Jewish life was there, but it wasn't the main decision making point. See, I find that surprising knowing you, because I, I would have thought that having a Jewish environment would have been important, seeing as you had just finished three years of doing uh, Jewish spiritual direction work and coming from an Orthodox home and being in the renewal movement, and then poof, you go to Guelph. Did it, did, was there nothing in you that felt like, oh, I think the light just went out? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, there was, I, I would say one of the greatest losses um, from, from leaving Berkeley hands down was leaving the, the amazing Jewish community there. Because of that, I already knew that I wasn't going to get what I was necessarily looking for, what I came from, even if I lived in Toronto, because of the uniqueness of the flavor. And also, you know, I'm, I, I would say I'm, I'm, I'm a unique individual in terms of the way I express my Jewish, uh, my, my Jewish faith. So, uh, wait a minute, you got to expand on that. How are you a, a unique individual in the way you express your Jewish faith? I come to my Judaism from a place of a very universal lens. So what Judaism for me is about is less about this um, upholding a tradition. I kind of was what I felt somewhat in the in the Orthodox, but more in that kind of conservative and reform felt all to me about tradition. You know, it's all about tradition. It's upholding this tradition, this legacy. And to me, it's it was it's about um, transforming consciousness. It's about it's about changing the world around me and making it a better place. And and more more along the Jewish mystical side of things, which is to bring about the the, the final redemption, to bring about the the transformation of of global consciousness. So Judaism and Jewish practice is 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 way more about about spiritual and and even human development than about. Um, I would say the more mainstream perspectives on on why we're Jewish and why we do Jewish practice. So when you go to a place like Guelph, for instance, you then try to what? Engage the community on these ideas of universalism and creation as opposed to Judaism and halakhic law? Yeah. So, so, you know, when we went to Guelph, we had a, we did, we actually did Rosh Hashanah with this. There was a small Jewish group. I forget how we got, we got connected with them, but there was already kind of a, a small progressive out of bounds group that, uh, that was together. And um, 
it was really a beautiful experience because because that's kind of the more of the the community I resonate with is, is the people who who don't find a home kind of who who can't find a home in the in the regular synagogue and so we got together and that was a really interesting and, and beautiful thing and then what happened from that was I was like okay let's 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 keep this going let's 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 organize Shabbats you know with Jewish renewal we know that uh, music is so central. So I said, we need music. Who, who's a musician? Who's a musician in this group? And so I found this, uh, this one woman who, who is a musician. And I said, would you be interested in like learning some songs and, and, and putting together a Friday night Shabbat experience? And she said, sure, that'd be great. So mm. that, that was kind of the beauty was I, was I was really interested in taking the energy from the Bay Area, from that rich, progressive Jewish culture there and bringing it to, to wherever I was. I always had this vision of like more people and don't even have to be Jewish, right? Because because my sense is that Judaism has something to offer uh, the the world at large. I, I actually see Judaism going in the ways of Buddhism. You don't need to be of Asian descent to to practice Buddhism because it has a spiritual technology that is is alive and valid and applicable and resonant for anyone who who, who relates to those particular themes so there's two things that are really interesting for me one is that yes i I believe that in in terms of spiritual technology shabbat is the greatest gift that judaism has but the other part of it is you did not go somewhere as a consumer what do you got for me how big's your shul do i like the rabbi is this all going to work out you went and actually created through fellowship with people an opportunity that said I'm here, you're here, maybe we can make something more than just n- the nothingness of, well, you know, there's no shul in Guelph to speak of. And it, it was almost irrelevant whether there was one or not. You were, what you're doing does not require brick and mortar. It requires kavanah, intention. Kavanah, intention, and interest. Yeah, if, as long as there's people who are, who are interested in the kind of brand of Judaism that I'm I subscribe to then yeah i don't i don't need uh, a shul uh, uh yeah even a space to to do it in do you think okay you left guelph but do you think without you for instance was it sustainable or did it just all come apart that's a good question i haven't followed up with the community there but um I, I wonder, I wonder, I mean, they, they, they had something going before I was there, they were meeting, but it, it, it dwindled mm. and it got rekindled when I got there because I was bringing a lot of that energy. And I do wonder if the, if the Shabbat things and the potlucks kept going and if she just kept going with the music and like, you know, we, we, you know, we made, we made handouts, we had the whole, you know, we had our own little Sidur, um, and I wonder, I should check back with her to see if, if, uh, if, they, if they kept that going. Yeah. I think there was a need and a desire and they were, they were really appreciating it. So I, I really do hope that they kept it going. How many people are we talking about in this particular Havuta? Yeah, this, we're talking about like 10, 15. A minion, uh, a minion. A minion, basically a minion. <laughs> You know what? You got to give me this person's name. I'd love to follow up with them myself and see what they do to, to keep Jew, because there isn't. It isn't just whether or not it's you know a certain kind of Judaism, but there's there is something to soul cultivation through a Jewish lens that is a gift. And you know, Jews, like you said, uh, you know, Asians and Buddhism. Well, I mean, the biggest 
Muslim country in the world is Indonesia, right? I mean, it, 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 we're not races of people. We're people who make choices, right? Jew, Jews aren't a race. There are people who make choices to be Jewish. And that's one of the things that you, that you were tapping into. All right, so you moved from Guelph to, to Nelson. What made you move to Nelson? So Nelson was always on the list of possibilities um, since we were in a, we were in a, my wife and I were in a spiritual training and one of the participants was a woman who had lived in uh, Nelson for 20 years. And um, just at a conversation on one of the retreats, we were saying we were considering Canada and she said, oh, you got to check out Nelson. It's an amazing place to raise a family. You know, it's very wholesome and it's out, out in nature and there's a beautiful Waldorf school there and all these different things. So it was always on the list. It didn't make the cut the first round because we, we wanted to try. We really wanted to try being close to family. But then a number of, of synchronistic events all happened uh, at the same time. In Guelph, these four things came together in a very, very profound way which opened up the question of okay where you know maybe we need to to look at a new place and uh an opportunity to to move into this co-housing uh community opened up and and it's wonderful it's awesome uh absolutely <laughs> love it here i would uh, you know especially now and in, in relation to the pandemic i would not want to be anywhere else this is the this is the the, the perfect place, the wise move guided by spirit to, to come out to come out here. It just occurred to me as an American watching what happened for the last four years in America and being in Canada, there must have been some, what feelings did you have about all that? Oh, I give the, you know, bow down to the Canadian flag and give such, <laughs> <laughs> such a deep gratitude for, for marrying a Canadian. It, it, it was actually a big, big part of our leaving America was when, uh, when the one who shall not be named um, became, became president. Yeah, I, I do like that they recently had a, a golden calf of him at a convention i just thought wow no irony whatsoever that's absolutely fantastic <laughs> so okay so we get to nelson um how would you describe the jewish community of nelson sure so uh, nelson is it's 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 another outcast town it's another kind of uh the jews who come here i, I hope they're if they're listening they don't <laughs> offense by this but they're, they're kind of on the outcast level um they don't they don't fit in anywhere would you say they'd given up on conventional Judaism, basically? I hundred percent say okay. that. All right. They they may identify as Jew, you know, very culturally. Um, the 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 two, you know, to give an example, the two biggest, well, really the one biggest holiday that that has been celebrated here before I got here was was always Hanukkah. When I came, I went to, there was a woman who, uh, Judy, who, who owned this uh, mountain baby, this baby store down in downtown Nelson. And she was kind of the hub for, for, for Jewish life. So I met with her when I came to town. She was so interested and so, you know, so welcoming to me, um, had me over, invited, you know, invited people from the community so I could get a feel for what the community was like. And we did a little Friday night Shabbat dinner and, um, yeah, it was. It's beautiful, you know. You know, beautiful Jewish, curious Jews with lots of uh, opinions and perspectives. Um, definitely not a place you want to bring, bring up politics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, 
It's one of my favorite things to do at a Shabbat table. Yeah. I have to wait till the wine is definitely in the system, but then just bring it up. You know, see what happens. God and religion, God and politics, the two things, buzz kills, you know, they're always worth it. So when you first met this group, what were you meeting? Who were these? What kinds of people were these? Yeah. And, what, and why were they get bothering to get together? Sure. So there's some, some kind of like, I guess, some old timers, um, maybe more in the, you know, the traditionalist sense and some kind of younger families, um, Jewish curious, maybe. And then, and then, yeah, people who, who, who identify as Jewish, but it's not a huge part of their life. And that really came to light when we look at other holidays besides Hanukkah, right? So yeah. uh, otherwise, the, the, the Jewish community here is not super, they're not super engaged and not super interested in coming out for other things. There's a handful, there's a handful. So I, I did the same thing. I got some musicians from local musicians and I pulled them together, taught them some songs. And we did these, we did these, uh, some, some Shabbat, some Shabbat gatherings, some Friday night things. And um, not a lot of people came. And, and then, and then I also did. Uh, you know, how, did how did you feel then? When, when, Cause you were trying something, you know, it's like, hosting a party and wondering who's going to show up. How did you feel when the turnout wasn't so good? It was, it was information. I really just took it as information. Like, you know, what, what I came with, with the curiosity of what are you people interested in? What, 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 what could happen here? What's the possibility? I, I have a vision. Are you interested in that? You know, is there going to be turnout? And if not, maybe there's, again, for me, it's always like, you don't even have to be Jewish. I want to, I want to create a, an environment, um, an ambiance that has a draw for people who, who are hungry for that spiritual connection with a Jewish flavor, right? Th that this, this beautiful gift that you said, you know, greatest gift we have is Shabbat. I agree. We have this this spiritual technology called Shabbat. It's totally valuable for anyone. Um, unplugging, and you know, in particular, unplugging from technology, taking a break, coming in to 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 revisit those those deeper priorities inside of ourselves, uh, slowing down, enjoying food, enjoying community. And so, my 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 interest was always like to 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 create that space and that offering and if you build it they will come that was kind of my you know my hope jewish or not and well the pandemic really threw everything yeah, yeah yeah that's 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 the honest truth i, I will tell you that I, I i did do a i did i did host a passover seder mm. um two 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 passovers ago uh and i and i did it here in our community in the common house and um it was huge turnout i had 60 mm. people Wow! Yeah, it, it almost rivaled the the Hanukkah, <laughs> <laughs> which is of course really equal in importance with Pesach is Hanukkah, not, but still good for you. Sixty people—that's a hell of a turnout. That must have felt good, though. That must have felt good in your heart. That was wonderful. So you now have two small children. You're going to be raising them in a place where you know being Jewish is not really a, a thing. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's one of the biggest questions that we, that, that my wife and I uh, struggle with. And, you know, as me being the kind of person I am, you know, instead of being a victim, I, I, I get, um, I get proactive. And so 
I'm actually now working on a on a program with <laughs> with, with with our uh, the head of the Hashba'a on a on a, a program for for parents who live in isolating areas that don't necessarily have a Jewish community but Ooh. want to raise their children Jewish, right? And so, what's that going to look like? That's going to look like a, a an online community, an online community. Um, it may start off with sort of a, a kind of a six week, you know, online program where we focus on, on the different, uh, the biggest thing with families is, is rhythm and ritual. And really there's a, again, it's coming from this human need, right? Again, for me, it's always, it's coming from this human need <clears throat> to make the home, the hearth, right? To rekindle this place where the home is a nourishing space. So I think I, I, I would, I'd imagine that most people would not disagree with me that the home has not has, has really moved away from that. It's moved away from being this gathering place, nourishing, deepening connections. People are on their phones, they're on their devices, they're detached, they're disconnected, they're more peer peer oriented. So there's the the, the desire is to is to is to bring it back to the home, to make the home the hearth, and to use rhythm and ritual as a way to do that. And so that's also based off of kind of the Waldorf um, theology theory is, to, is, is rhythm and ritual is really what is essential. And so we can, we can, we can use the Jew, Jewish teachings, the, the Jewish um, culture and, and practices. As the infrastructure of ritual. Infrastructure of, of, of ritual to, right. to handle that kind of connection. And instead of, I think the biggest thing is like a lot of people, a lot of parents, they, they, um, um, they outsource their Judaism, right? They outsource their Judaism to the Hebrew school, mm-hmm. um, to the Hebrew summer camp, right? To, to someone else to take care of it. Well, you can argue that a lot of people in, in uh, religious circles outsource their, a, a lot of their practice. You know, the rabbi will uh, think for you, the cantor will sing for you, and... Um, that's just the way it is. It's a presentation and you get to decide whether it was a good show or a bad show. Yeah. Right. It's not often that we're deeply committed to being in something. You know, there's, I, I do a, a yearly uh, uh, retreat uh, at the Isabella Friedman center in Connecticut, um, a men's retreat from a Jewish men's retreat, JMR, but it's part of the thing called Menchwork that I'm part of in the States. And you know, in a Friday night service, it, it's quite a thing to, I took one of my sons and said, look, uh, there's going to be some guys getting up and dancing. That doesn't mean if you don't get up and dance, you're doing the wrong thing. It just means that these people are embodying their spiritual experience in an ecstatic way. And yeah. when it was over, I said, so what'd you think? And he said, you know, at first I was like really freaked out, like I wanted to run out of there because that's not sure. But after a while, I realized that there was also great drumming going on and, and a rhythm to the event and a soulfulness to the conversation afterwards. And I thought, no, good. Right. So sounds to me like you're trying to have a spiritual Jewish experience, or should I say a spiritual experience that has Jewish influence in it wherever you go, whether it be Guelph or Nelson or God forbid, Berkeley again, because then you'll be an American again and we'll lose you. But still, it seems to me that for you, it's, no, no, I'm not doing this to, for any reason of exceptionalism. I'm doing it to, as an inclusive piece, right? Yeah, so it's definitely about inclusivity, yeah. 
and this and this program that, that you know that we're we're working on is about how can you pass on a tradition that's not alive for you right if it's yeah. not alive for you as the parent how can you possibly pass that on to the to next generation right so it's it's about putting that empowerment back into the parents hands to have a personal relationship that's nourishing and meaningful for the parents so that they actually have something to to, to you know to pass on you like a good challenge don't you gabby <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, you know, it's like you're taking. Where's the next tiger? Here, I'm, here I come. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's it, it's it's you know, in listening to your journey, it, you've taken your heart everywhere with you, and you have the courage to try to do things. If twelve people show up, or four people show up, or sixty people show up, you're the kind of person who's still going to do those things. But a lot of people aren't. That's true. That's and I don't, I, don't, I don't mean that as a slight. I mean, they just don't have that kind of zets, that kind of energy to say, I'm going to give this a whirl. You know, they're, they're busy with their, their smaller life. And I worry sometimes about Jewish life and those smaller centers for people like that. Absolutely. That's why I said I'm, I, you know, I'm a unique person, not, not from any kind of ego place, but just absolutely what you said is true. That's, that's, that's how I roll. <laughs> you like to make trouble. As they say. So is Nelson going to be home for a while? Absolutely. Yeah. Love Nelson. No plans to leave here. Um, wow. As long as the fires don't burn us out, we're, we're good to go. Well, that's a whole other issue. You know, I, I also find that there's an, a, a confluence of energy around Shabbat and environmentalism, right? Like yeah. if the whole world had Shabbat, your, your greenhouse gas emissions would go down 14% per year. Right. right. If everybody just shut it down for 24 hours, which is one of those things that if you look at it through, are you orthodox and you have to do it? Yes. But what about the rest of us? And how do we find a way to, you, you talked about rhythm. And for me, that would be a Sabbath rhythm, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the Shabbat, I mean, we call it digital detox, right? It's this, this, this opportunity and and you know that you know Shomer Shabbat. What does it mean to be Shomer Shabbat? That's that's you know you get a whole wide range of of, of, of takes on that from like not using like electricity or cooking or you know using money or any of that stuff to 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 really what's the the essence of Shabbat, and what are some practices that are relevant to the individual that that can be meaningful. And I think you know one of those hands down is is, is digital detox to to unplug. Yeah. Screens, unplug from technology and just take a break because we are inundated um, yeah, yeah. by information and, and screen usage. Well, when you start the big Jewish retreat center in Nelson, I'll be there. Great. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had, I'll say we had a, a beautiful Yom Kippur service outside, even, you know, with, with the pandemic, I was a little concerned, but, but we, 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 there were some people who were interested so I said, "All right, let's do it." We went down to the beach, set up the set up the space in the beach. We had a we had a, a beautiful, meaningful, um, intentional Yom Kippur service down there this past. Lovely. Week. Uh, tell people your website. My website is gavrielstrauss.com. Um, what can they find there? They can find the work that I do. I do spiritual counseling and relationship coaching. So I help uh, help people work with the blocks and challenges of daily life uh, to their spiritual um, 
connection and, and growth and also their personal growth uh, and the things that get in the way of living the lives we want to live here. Lovely to speak to you. It really is. I haven't seen you in a while and uh, I'm so happy you're happy in Nelson. And, uh, you know, I know it's against our religion to get a tattoo, but if you do get a Canadian one, just the flag. And <laughs> <laughs> or at least a T-shirt, just get the T-shirt. Gabriel Strauss in Nelson, BC. GabrielStrauss.com is where you can go if you want to avail him of those, those services. Oddly enough, we're both spiritual counselors. So there you go. Well, that's it for Yehopitzville. And I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, some people to thank. Our music is provided by Louis Samayo. Beautiful stuff. Our executive producer of all podcasts at CJN is Michael Freeman. And if you want more information on what goes on at CJN, go to their brand new website, thecjn.ca. I'm Ralph Ben Murphy. You take care of each other. 